Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and give you hope. I love saying that. Thank you to my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, located right here in downtown Chandler, your global creative agency. I also want to say thank you to my business uh, partner today for this episode, and that is Pure Luxury Tint and Detailing, where they do tinting, detailing, paint protection, film, ceramic coating, and vinyl wrapping, located right here also in Chandler. Their number is 480-560-8143. Ah, it's been a long time seeing this guest today, and I'm very blessed to have the opportunity because it's also her birthday. <laughs> uh, my guest today is Bernice Berry. She's a wife and the mother of two, a grandmother of seven, and an entrepreneur in Chandler, Arizona. Her story is going from homelessness to being catapulted into entrepreneurship by beating the odds with a, this is good, survival mode mindset. Please help me welcome my guest today, Bernice Berry. Welcome. Hi. It has been a long time. A very long time. I know you through my son. So I feel like I've gotten to know you through my son versus me having to have known you personally. So yes. I'm glad you're giving me this opportunity to, uh, to share your story. My, my son was very taken by your story. I guess when he had some stuff done on his car, you shared where you started, like we do when we're sitting there getting our nails done or getting a massage and you just opened up and he's like, mama, she's got a story to tell. So I'm gonna have you share that today, homeless, I honestly believe everyone should have a place to call home. Agreed. But sometimes a home is a car. Yes. Until they get on their feet. Sometimes it's someone's couch. Yes. So tell me where this homeless comes into your life. Well, I was in a horrible, violent relationship with my ex-husband. And we were married a total of two and a half years. And several times um, the beating was so bad that I ended up in the hospital. Oh, wow. And uh, on my second child, he was always trying to punch me in the stomach. When I was pregnant and uh, I was able to, I don't know how my kids survived, but they did and uh, thank, thank goodness that they did. When I was nine months pregnant with my son, he threw me out of the car and uh, I fell face flat on the pavement because I was trying so hard to protect my stomach. And uh, I opened up my face right here and he kept trying to get me into the car and pulling me by the hair and everything and I just, I just pretended like he wasn't there and I just kept walking to the hospital and it was like eight blocks down and I was in so much pain but I said okay God I, I think I was in so much shock I didn't really feel the pain I knew the pain was there mm -hmm. so I just uh, kept walking and, and praying and that was uh, when God gave me my out and I said God all I need is some sort of clue that there is someone else in his life that he is happy with so I can walk away in peace. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. You had determination right there, not just for yourself, but for your unborn child. Yeah. And it was a very scary moment. Uh, and shortly after that, my son was uh, born. And then four months later, um, I felt like there was somebody. And one morning he came home and he had been gone for three days. And he changed his shirt, getting ready to go to work. And he had hickeys all over him. And I thought, you know what? No. She can have you. Yeah. And he's like, there's nobody else. And I'm like, okay, so you're still high and you're still drunk. Oh, no. They, can, they or she can have you. Yeah. And I said, I won't be home when you come home today. And 
we kind of got into an altercation and I, I punched him really hard and I grabbed those babies and, and in my pajamas and barefooted, we ran two blocks and I got to the fire station. I said, hide me, hide me, he's coming after us and he's gonna kill me. And uh, I said, just call 911 and have the cops come over here. How old were you? I was 21, 22. Yeah, 22 years old, I was. At an age where we're really not sure who we are mm -hmm. and yet now we have the responsibility of being a parent and trying to figure out life and then going through things that shouldn't have happened. Um, and I've been told before that um, sometimes we come from a background that we fall into the habits of things we didn't know that exist in our life. And I'll share this because I'm open about my life too, is I, I, you're triggering some stuff in me as I'm sure a lot of people that are gonna be seeing this or hearing this is gonna be the same thing. And that is, um, I, have the background of being um, from a domestic violence situation with my mother mm. being in that position and us as children were witnessing this. And then it turned into where we thought that was our norm. So then we went through our life thinking that, that we were attracting those people and that's not. Yeah. It, I always tell people that our lives, um, we learn things and we won't know what's the right thing or what's meant for you until something different or someone different has presented something different to say that's not, that's not right, that's not what's supposed to be. You trigger me because you have tears in your eyes and I'm sorry if I'm making you cry. It's okay. But I know that anyone out here also wants to know more about the strength because you had this motivated mindset that you weren't gonna stay there anymore. Mm -hmm. Where was that strength besides the physical part about you saying, you can have this person with all the hickeys and everything. Where did you go, I'm done? Um, I think it was when he threw me out of the car. It was like, you know, they say that um, God will knock on your door several times. And I think that was his knocking on my door. And it, it woke me up and I became very aware of what was going on. You know, back in high school, I was in sports. I was very strong, very successful and make it to, you know, to city, to district, to state. And I was doing so good. So I thought, how did I end up like this? I wasn't on drugs. I wasn't an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I just chose the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And going to church uh, one time, um, there was a, a sermon that said, um, if you're in your house and you're not being treated like the queen, that you're supposed to be the queen of your house. And he goes through the whole spiel. And the same thing, if you're in your house and you're not being treated like the king that you are in your home, then these are the things that you need to do. You're not meant to be together. And this is God letting you know. When things go smooth, that's the spouse for you. Mm -hmm. So I thought, wow. Well, I mean, that just resonated in my head. And I said, okay, well, this is not the man for me. So when he came home like that, I thought, now's the time. So you ran with your babies in your pajamas. Mm -hmm. Um, as I'm sure anyone that has been in this situation or heard of other people being in this situation, that's not uncommon when someone's in that fight or flight Yeah, that moment. was me. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people understand that statement. Yep. How did you, with not having anything, where, where did you go? What did you do? Um, well, I called my aunt uh, who lived about an hour away and she came through and he obviously got picked up and taken to jail and I just packed all my clothes, left everything there. And um, I stayed with her for a couple of weeks, but she had four kids of her own, so that was uncomfortable because it was it was too chaotic for me. I needed some peace in my life at that moment, so um, I bought a car for a thousand dollars. That didn't really work very well, but we lived in there, and I got a gym membership so we could shower. 
and uh, I had a barbecue pit right there at the park, so we lived at the park, and we made hamburgers and hot dogs and fed the homeless there, so that at night, in exchange for feeding them, that they would take care of us while we slept. Wow. <clears throat> I have my own story, but not that kind of story. Um, that is beautiful in the sense that you found the strength and the determination, like you said, that self-motivation. So you're also a, an entrepreneur and a successful one at that, but what were the trials that you had to go through before you got to where we're gonna talk about where you are today? You had two small children. Did you have family here? I did not. That, oh, oh, that's even harder. I had an estranged aunt uh, who no one really spoke with. Mm -hmm. So I tried to connect with her, but mm -hmm. that didn't work out too good. Okay. So in exchange of giving service, which we're always talking about, doing stuff for other people always feels good, and you don't do it to get something in return, but you never know who's going to need it, or like we did with the 2020 era, who's going to need it, even when they didn't think they were going to. I think yes. we can all qualify under that one. You are very correct. I had a guest tell me that we are all one tragedy or trauma away from losing everything. It's very true. It's so real, because one minute I have a roof over my head and he's never home, but I had food on the table. Mm -hmm. I had a roof over my head. And uh, I, I got two jobs and was going to school for business management, living in a car. But it was embarrassing, but I had to just psych myself out and say, you know what, you're just camping. I was just gonna ask <laughs> you, because the visual part, and we had talked about this, you know, a place to call home, and I didn't know that you were in your car, so when I said that, I was like, oh, now I kind of feel bad, but I don't, but it's the reality of, of people's lives, too, is there is the car, the park bench, someone's couch, or wherever they can find a place to rest their head to get back up. I know that I've heard of some college students that are living that way because they don't have the means of, or Housing. the money to be able mm -hmm. to go to school. They're, everything they're doing, door dashing or whatever they can to waitressing to go to school just so they can better their lives for their future, which is right. really great. So with your two kids and in your car, tell me a time that you were in the car that your thoughts were, is there anything better that's gonna come from this? And I hope I, I said that right because I'm, I've not been there, but in my mind I'm imagining is this all there is? There's got to be more. So in the beginning, you know, I'm trying to psych myself out and say, you're camping, you're camping. Remember when you were camping when you were little? It's the same thing, only this is not a tent. It's better than a tent. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, we had a sunroof, so it was a Saturday, and I had no school. I was off of work that day, and I didn't know where to go. I mean, I couldn't go to my parents' house because both of them had already told me no, that I couldn't stay with them. So I just chose not to visit them. Um, and I, I just kind of felt very degraded and embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So if I don't produce any conversation with anybody, I'm gonna have to discuss any of my home life. Mm -hmm. So I'm laying there in the seat, the kids are asleep taking their afternoon nap, and I'm looking up into the sunroof and it's raining. Mm -hmm. I love rain, so yeah. it's peaceful. And I didn't know whether to call it a blessing or sadness, you know, maybe God was sad for me or should I feel sorry for myself? And then all of a sudden, it's just like, God, God's blessing me. He's sending me a blessing. Things are going to get better. And that Monday, I had signed up for a, um, a networking meeting. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, a lot of these, in, in my mind, a lot of these rich people go to the networking meetings. I wonder if I can help some of these rich people. And oh, So you were looking for work versus 
Well, no, I was working. Okay. I was working okay. at the doctor's office, and I was working at a um, a, a bar, uh, a pool pool hall, okay. and bartending there. Okay. And then I was going to school uh, in the middle of all of that. Uh -huh. But I, I, I knew that there was more, that this was not my destination. It was not meant for me. And I thought, I have a chance to do something with my life. He's not there. He can't stop me. Do something with your life. Nobody's watching. Nobody's helping. Do whatever you want. So I'm, I'm looking for these rich people to go and try to do something with my life or get some ideas. I met this very uh, well-known developer there in San Antonio, Texas, and he says, do you know how to do construction? <laughs> like, and I thought, of, I, I started to laugh initially, and I thought, you know what, I can do it. I'll learn it. Uh-huh. And he says, well, how, what kind of experience do you have? I said, well, I help my dad work on the car, and I help him work on the house, so I know a little bit of construction. He's like, good. And he says, is there any way that you could live in my fourplex that I'm going to have you work on. <gasps> and I'm like, I don't know. I got to talk to my landlord. <laughs> I, I yeah, I said, I got to oh talk my to my gosh, landlord. He can break my lease. <laughs> and so he's like, okay, well, let me know. So Tuesday came around and I, I thought, well, I'll wait till the afternoon. So he doesn't think I'm too desperate to get into that place. And I called him in the afternoon. I said, oh, by the way, my landlord is totally cool with it. I'm just going to pay him $200. And he's going <laughs> to let me break my lease. And so I, I did that. And I was able to live in that place for, I think, nine months. Wow. And uh, so I said, well, I have no credit now. I don't know how I'm going to get into an apartment. Mm -hmm. He says, well, I'll do a six-month lease for you. You co-sign, I co-sign. And uh, once that six months is over, then you just stay there. And you can sign the lease on your own. I'm like, oh, OK, that's a great idea. But he never knew, and I didn't tell anybody I worked with or the boyfriend that I had. Um, and it wasn't really a boyfriend, it was just somebody who I was able to talk to because it was kind of lonely. It really wasn't... A companionship. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I wasn't talking to anybody. I was so embarrassed. Mm. Um, and I didn't really talk to any family members because I didn't want anybody knowing. And You know what comes to my mind right now, and I know a lot of people can relate to this one. Just because you look put together doesn't necessarily mean you are, right? And there's even people who do appear and are, but have other things that they're battling within. Mm -hmm. Here you had the put together, do what you gotta do, in living in your car and letting people think that you had everything going on, you know, it was one of that, <laughs> oh, here's the other <laughs> phrase, fake it till you make it. <laughs> right. <laughs> How many of us know that one, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, we're all trying to find our way in life, and some of us have had things happen um, that, that's why I asked, give me some scenario thoughts, what we were in the car, is like, there's got to be more than this. Yeah. You can't just throw me out on the street, as we've heard the phrase, you've mm -hmm. literally been there, yeah. to where you are today, which now we get to move forward on that one. So you've got this place. Did you do the construction? Because you talked about a car there, which leads into what we're going to go into now. Did you end up working in the construction part or did you do cars? I didn't do the construction. I just did that one place because I did need a place to stay. Okay. But in the meantime, um, I always kept my car clean because in, in my mind, that was my house. Yes. Uh, so I always kept my car clean and super nice and sanitary. That way when the kids were back there, you know, they, they wouldn't get sick or anything. And um, I just always cleaned my car almost to a fault. And uh, no, because it works out for you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, I grew up uh, cleaning cars and working on cars with my dad because mm -hmm. he said that um, 
you need to learn how to work on cars because you're not going to be a grown woman not knowing how to change a tire. Mm -hmm. So my favorite words were shut up and stupid when I was little, which were bad words in our house. And every time I said one of those words, I'd have to go outside and work on the cars with my dad. As a punishment. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. And I thought at 17, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't like being greasy. I don't like being dirty. And I hate being under cars. That, that's for boys, dad. I am not going to do that. And uh, little did I know. So moving <laughs> forward, at the beginning of our uh, show, I mentioned the business uh, sponsor. It's you. Yes. You're very successful. So tell me how you got started doing that. Well, I cleaned that man's that uh, gave me the job in the construction. I cleaned his car and cleaned his wife's car. And that moved into cleaning cars for State Farm Insurance. And then I got to judges' chambers, the fire station, the police department. And I got a lot of these people that I surrounded myself to protect myself because my husband was still coming after me. Oh, wow. We moved 21 times in two years because um, he was not willing to let go, even though we were divorced and everything. Hmm. So I just surrounded myself by people that could protect us. And I did a good job. I enjoyed doing it. And it took away a lot of the trauma that I had in my head rather than being depressed and being hard on myself. And I, I still carried the shame inside myself, but I thought, no, I, I'm gonna fight this shame. And I needed instant gratification. So the instant gratification was seeing that smile in the customer's eyes and their face when they would see their car or getting a hug. The hugs were amazing for me. That was my biggest award. I, I really enjoyed the hugs from my customers. You know, periodically I get a, a small gift or here's lunch, I bought you lunch today. Oh. And, it was nice. I needed that. I needed the love back that I had taken away from myself through my last relationship. There's another part that goes with that, and I'm going to ask you this too. You keep saying shame and what you keep taking away, and we're all guilty of something. We get stuck in our head, and we see something, and it doesn't turn out the way that we hoped it to. Or yeah. maybe sometimes it's just a matter of timing. Mm. Um, let's, let's not say shame now. How much self-esteem did you have? I don't think I had any. Mm. I was willing to take whatever came my way. Survival. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes I still do, but... I think we all do, no matter how presented and how put together we are. Yeah. There's something that always makes us go back and doubt who we are or a conversation that we'll overhear or see with someone else. Yes. And I don't know why our brains are doing that. Or, and, and it's the work to, to reprogram our brains and flip that switch as soon as we recognize it, too. Work. Yeah, I, I go through it all, all the time. I'm, I know I'm not the only one, so I will say that. That's one of my flaws, but I know it's everybody's flaw. <laughs> but I'm confident in who I am with all the things I've been through. But sometimes I do doubt certain things. Yes. But I think that's part of the, what we're supposed to be here for. So with the business, because I don't know when you actually were established, you also have other um, things that you do with that. So you actually, if I remember correctly, you have something to do with the Barrett-Jackson. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. My son's like, tell yeah. about the Barrett-Jackson. So there you are. <laughs> you remember that. Oh, my goodness. My son adores you. He's the best. Yeah, 28 um, years old, and he's got a lot in, in his on a He's got a lot going on. He's mm -hmm. a very brilliant young man. And he you pays did attention to. Fabulous too. job with your son. But thank you. But so he talked about the Barrett Jackson. And if anybody is about cars, we know who the Barrett Jackson is. <laughs> so tell us how you got that. Well, I was doing contract work through Mother's Waxes and Polishes. Mm -hmm. And they got the contract with Barrett Jackson. And for eight years, we 
my son and I worked on stage, wiping down the cars and on camera, and um, it was fun. It was super fun. I, I want to say that I was doing good. I was working, working, working. You know, you keep your head to the grindstone and keep working. Uh, but I think they set the stage for me. I, I can say that they legitimately set the stage for Bernice and, and my successes. Well, that show, no pun intended, is always moving. <laughs> yes. So now you have more than just your detailing and the things that I mentioned as far as what your services are for your company. Um, you offer a class. Yes. Tell me more. Well, I teach window tint and paint protection film and vinyl wrap uh, to people all over the United States. Um, I've also taught people in Trinidad, Tobago, Puerto Rico, Cuba, as well as in Canada. Um, so I'm going to say all over the world at this point, and hopefully there's more to come. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how I, I was able to reach those people, but I'm glad that I did. I always call them gifts from God. And... Um, I'm very blessed. I, I enjoy doing it, and I know that eventually I'll be retiring soon. So I thought I need an exit program, but I didn't want to leave the industry because I am who I am because of the industry. Mm -hmm, so I wanted to give back. That is cool. Now there's also one other thing that you need to recognize, and you're the first female for? <laughs> uh, so in 2021, I got Female Detailer of the Year. It's the very first award given to a female in the United States. and. I just feel that all of this stuff that I went through and all of these nasty cars that I clean is like, I earned that. <laughs> My blood, sweat, and yes, tears, you I did. earned that one. Yes, you did. And there was a lot of, well, not a lot, just a few girls a little bit upset, but it's okay. Um, I, I was celebrating with them, and I made sure that I let them know these are the things that I did. Uh -huh and I'm gonna pray that you get it as well. Well, and that's the one thing you said, I'd love to use the word celebrate, whatever it is in our lives. A lot of people say, oh, it's all about you. Well, it kind of is, but not in an yes. arrogant way. Yes. If you have gone through, like you just shared a story that no one else would know unless they asked you. Right. No one knows where you've traveled to get where you're at to achieve your dream and your goals. So it's really none of our business to get in someone else's lane, although I bring everybody in my lane, <laughs> <laughs> as to where I'm traveling in my lane for my life because the, day, the last day that I take my breath, I get to take everything with me and I won't be concerned about everything else. And every person that sits in that seat has, does get to go with me too because I am changed by every single story and it keeps me grounded as to being grateful that I have my own journey I have walked, but I appreciate that that is the journey I've walked and I, and I am grateful to know people such as yourself that can share their story without the shame the, the things that you went through, because someone else is saying, is there anything more? And you go, yes, there is. Oh, there's plenty. Right? <laughs> so you hold these classes. Um, are they at your shop? Yes, they're at my shop. Do you want to share real fast before I ask my final question here? Uh, yes, uh, come to my class. I, I'd love to teach you. And if you're interested in cars, I'd love to teach you anything and everything cars. I'm a very curious person, and I've taught myself so many things. I've also taken a bunch of classes. I've got quite a few certifications. And uh, if any of that stuff interests you, I'd love to have you take my class. I love that. I love that. And I know that um, I want to make sure that when I do the final part of your closing that I do it correctly because you just put out there that you teach these things and your um, shop is where here in, Chir in Chandler? Uh, my shop is over on 7050 West Chandler Boulevard. I'm on the northwest corner of 56th Street and Chandler Boulevard 
between I-10 and the 101. Thank you. Now, is there anything I didn't ask that you want to share? Because it's not my journey and my story. I can only ask the questions I'm curious about because I've always been told, Christine, don't talk to strangers. Well, that worked out real well now, didn't it? Yeah. And the other one is, um, you ask a lot of questions, and my response is, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but they're with good intention, with a, with a pure heart, because it's really moving forward. It's helped other people, and I've gotten to see it come full circle several times over. Well, asking questions is not a bad thing. I do a lot of that, mm -hmm. and I know that a lot of people get annoyed by asking questions, mm -hmm. but I think it, it has brought me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that many women who've gone through this type of journey begin to dislike men and to be very ugly with men. But it's not a, a general thing. It was, I made a bad decision with this individual because I was retaliating against my parents. Oh. So God always implements the punishments necessary mm -hmm. and uh, my punishment was he opened my eyes and said okay you don't disobey your parents it's one of the Ten Commandments mm -hmm. and so once I began to look at things that way it's like okay because I was one of those women who disliked men and I never wanted to get married again and my husband my current husband and I dated for not dated but went to happy hour one drink one hour okay see you later <laughs> I'm gone and finally, after a year, he asked me on a real date, and we went on a real date, and it is the best relationship. But it wouldn't be the best relationship until I released the shame, mm. and I said, I'm gonna give it 100%, unlike what I did in my last relationship. I gave it 100%, and I, I can say that I have one of the best marriages that I know about. We talk about brokenness, whatever the journey, the travel is with individuals of the brokenness, and we end up treating other people through that brokenness, not knowing that that's not always the right thing. Yes. And we've heard the saying that you've got to have the self-love. And I don't think a yes. lot of people understand what that really means until you've gone through mm -hmm. doing the work to be the better version of yourself and to be the better version to anyone else that comes across your life and in your path. And one of the things I saw not too long ago was um, unhealed people ask for love in the most unlikable ways um, because they're unhealed and they don't know how to ask for help, but then they're also hurting other people because they haven't dealt with their own, not realizing that they're not healed. Right. So the label's just unhealed versus broken. And okay. we all go through stuff. Yes. It's, a, it's that turning point in our life or a situation that happens and says, I don't have to be this person anymore. I don't want to be this person anymore. And how can I be, as I'm always trying every day, by the way, I was pretty fabulous yesterday. I'm gonna be more fabulous today <laughs> <laughs> because I'm determined to make sure that I respect myself and anybody that comes in my path, not just sitting here one-on-one, -on -one, but out in the world that I may come across just for, for a brief moment. What is my first impression of someone is no different than their first impression of me. That's right? very well put. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's very true though. Yeah. So I have this final question. <laughs> And I always say this, this question is, if I only was able to ask one question about someone to know anything about them, it would be this. Ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what message would you like to leave everyone based on your journey? It's kind of along the Go lines ahead. of You've what got you that. said. Um, love. Love is the foundation 
of everything positive. And if you're ready to change your life, love. I like that. And I've had someone say love, but the love part is the word. It's the feeling and the emotion in it. And I'm getting you to cry again. I'm sorry. But that's why I do this. Because we shut our emotions off thinking someone's going to judge us. Yep. Someone's going to think we have it all together when we're breaking and crying and screaming inside or lonely or yep. whatever mm -hmm. that feeling is that's not showing on the outside. And the tears and the crying and the laughing, all the different emotions, I think are what keeps us balanced as an individual. And when you show the real emotion of something you've been through and the joy also, then that makes it real, yep. right? Just like, I have so many people say, so just give me the questions before I come on the show. <laughs> you know what, when I first started doing this in 2019, I did, and I was like, no, that's not organic. That's not saying, who are you? Yeah. But, but what, being prepared, life isn't giving no. you a preparation. Never. So why would I have a conversation to be prepared? No. It's one of those, let's sit down and let's get with it, and we're doing that, so thank you for sharing. All that you have, your success in your business, who you are as a person, and what you went through to get where you're at. Thank you, Christine. Thank you for this opportunity. I absolutely appreciate that. Whew, my heart's racing because <laughs> I know some of the stuff has triggered me, but I know it's real as well as anyone that would see or hear this will say the same and feel the same way. One more time, where can you be found? Uh, I can be found in Chandler, all over by the 10. I'm off at uh, 7050 West Chandler Boulevard, northwest corner of 56th Street and Chandler Boulevard. Thank you. Thank you to my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency located right here in downtown Chandler. I say that with pride because I love Chandler. <laughs> and I also want to thank you being my business sponsor for today's episode, Pure Luxury, where you do tinting, detailing, paint protection, film, ceramic coating, and vinyl wraps. And again, you're located here in downtown Chandler. And your website is www.pureluxuryaz.com. If you have a story you want to share, know someone who has a story, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, please email me also to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well, and you take care. Yay.